morning and just the highlights from chapter 1. Let me read the first few verses to start a little series of study that goes through the book of Joshua. <clears throat> by the end we get to, by the time we get to the end of Joshua, you turn to the book of Judges and it's just unreal how quickly things change. But here we are, Joshua, having come through the days of Moses, the wandering in the wilderness. Now, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, this thou, and all this people, unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that I, have I given you, said, uh, as I said unto Moses, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and unto the sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your coast. There shall not be any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. And you start to hear phrases throughout the book of, of Joshua, and some we'll see this morning, that you just, you just sort of focus in on. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee, be strong and of good courage, for unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Well, Joshua's commitment to the Lord, as we see his life, as we will interact with some of the things that he goes through, his commitment to the Lord will be revealed more by his serving than by his you remembered was filled with giants and all kinds of, I suppose, scary things in that regard, but also wonderful things. But back in Numbers, we read, Caleb and Joshua wholly or full-heartedly followed the Lord. Full-hearted following was a complete surrender to the Lord, and that's kind of what we're beginning to focus on, is how do we surrender to the Lord? What does surrender to the Lord look like? It is to set one's heart to a matter, to an issue, to a, to a thing. To find a cause worth sort of giving your life to. And like the old country song says, when you find something worth dying for, you find something worth living for, right? So when you find that great cause or purpose of your life, you say, this is, this is worth my everything. Now you're going to find something that's worth living for. Having been so strong and courageous, verse 6, as we go on, verse 7, it's as if God is saying, now stay with it. Only be thou continue, right? Be thou strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left that thou mayest prosper whithersoever you go. Now the first thing you'll see in that verse is probably the last thing, right? Because you, you read through the verse and you say, and that thou mayest prosper wherever 
on that part of it because we want to be successful, right? It's a new year. We're doing whatever we do for New Year's, and we're kind of looking out on the horizon and say, okay, I want to be prosperous in this new year. Faith is needed to follow through. That's the idea of the word courageous. Before you get on to the last part of the verse, remember what it's all about. It's not about me being successful and what I want to do. It's about me honoring God and finding what he wants to do. And if it's of God, it will be successful. That's the idea of the word courageous, faith in action. Now remember this, faith is not so much believing in spite of evidence as it is obeying in spite of the consequences. Can I just repeat that? Let's sink in a little bit. A lot of times we use faith, we'll say, well, faith is like, you know, the light switch or the chair. And we say, that's, that's faith, right? We say, I don't, I don't see the wires, but I, I believe if I flip the switch, what's going to happen? And then we never flip the switch. Or we say the chair, we say the chair is going to hold me up. So we come in, we sit in our, our uh, 100-year-old pews that are, well, there they are. That's what they are, but... Maybe they're not as comfortable as you want them to be, but you say, I believe the chair is going to hold me up, and you never sit down. Faith is not so much believing in spite of the evidence, I can't see it, as it is obeying in spite of the consequence. I'm going to do what God calls me to do. It may offend my family. It may not be the way I would want it to be. Circumstances may not happen the way I desire them to happen. Success may not be defined the way I would define success, but I'm going to obey in spite of the consequence because I believe that God's way, everything that was told to Moses, everything that I read in the Word of God, I'm going to believe that doing it God's way is always going to be the best way. Courage is the expression of faith. Like the father who cried out on behalf of his daughter, Lord, I, Mark chapter 9, Lord, I believe, help thou mine unbelief. Time and time again, we'll hear God encouraging Joshua, stick to the plan, right? It's the fortitude of spirit that will not be weary in well-doing, but will, that knows and believes that they will reap if they faint not. Following the right plan takes faith. It also takes a focus where he says, don't turn to the right hand, don't turn to the left hand. Stay focused, because I, I know right now, whether it's what you're going through in your life, or what you see on the television, or what you read about, if anybody still does a newspaper, wherever you get your news and your information from, and the circumstances of your life, I know right now that the, it, will, it will bombard you with thoughts that maybe it's not worth it. To turn is the idea of turning aside with the intent of trying to avoid Commitment to God does not mean I will live my life void of struggles, but that we take the good with the bad, full confidence that God can work good even in the terrible circumstances of my life. And again, don't define the good with that word success as if it's going to work out the way I want it to work out. That's often the way we define Success, But the good or bad of life is not our focus. But otherwise you'll, be, you'll end up living life trying to dodge out all the circumstances. But the fact that God knows best, God will do what's best, 
And given the circumstances of my life, I'm going to rely on... This is why Job said unto his wife, what, shall we receive only the good from the Lord and not the bad? You, you think because you're a follower of God, only good things are ever going to happen to you? See, that's, that's how we define success. That's not what God promises in his word. With faith in and a focus on God, we'll not become so easily distracted to the right or left in the circumstances of life. Secondly, to live a committed life for God and stay the course, we have to commit to the right kind of purpose the thing I'm living for, verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate, there's a good word for you, therein day and night, that thou mayest observe, another good word, to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. And again, the purpose is not your success and your prosperity. You say, well, if I get, live a good life, then I'm going to be prosperous. That's not, that's not the focus of this verse. We tend to jump to the end of it, focus on the success of it. It's the same reason most New Year's resolutions fail, because you wake up on January 2nd and nothing has changed, right? You jump on the scales and you're not, you, know, you don't see the progress that you wanted to see. Every resolution, every good intention... Every success in life requires that we stay focused on the process or the purpose that gets us where we know we want to be. Whether therefore you eat or drink, do all what? To the glory of God. Do it to the glory of God. The thing that you're going through right now, how can I glorify God in this circumstance? Let us hear the conclusion, Ecclesiastes. Let's hear the conclusion of the whole matter. What is it? Fear God. Keep his commandments. It's the whole duty of man. Fear God. Keep his commandments. This is the whole duty of man. The ultimate purpose is not your success, again, as you define it, but is the glory of God. The circumstances you're going through, I'm sure many before you and many after you, will go through the same kinds of circumstances. But how can you Glorify God in your circumstance that you're facing. Well, living for the right purpose takes also right thinking, right? That's the word meditation. Meditation, right thinking. If you're going to live right, you got to think right. The world says, make me feel better, maybe I'll do better, right? Provide everything I need and people will just do better. No, they won't. You don't understand the depravity of man. You've got to change the thinking, that comes from the, the heart. If we would live right, we have to think right. It's what we think like that determines what we act like. But his delight, Psalm 2 and other verses, his delight is in the law of the Lord and he does meditate therein day and night. He should be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, bringing forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither and whatsoever he does shall prosper. If first we stay focused and think after and like God. And it shall be with him, Deuteronomy 17, and he shall read there in all the days of his life that he may learn to fear the Lord his God, to keep all his words of his law and his statutes, to do them. That's his, that his heart may not be lifted up above his brethren, that he turn not aside from the commandment, not to the right hand or the left, 
to the end that he may prolong his days in the kingdom, he and his children in the midst of Israel. Meditate. Meditate is to sort of muse on the murmurings of God. What, what does God say? What is God talking about? What is God's word saying? Learn to think God's thoughts. Train your spiritual ears to hear the still, small voice of God. You remember these words, 1 Kings 19, when God spoke to Elijah and he sent a great strong wind, but the Lord wasn't in that, was he, right? And after the strong wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord wasn't in the earthquake and a fire, but the Lord wasn't in the fire. And then after all of that noise and clamor and, and terrible things, then what? Right? And a still, small voice. If God spoke to you, if God whispered in your ear, would you hear him? Or have the circumstances of life created such commotion that you can't hear God speak? How many people have delayed following after God because all they can see is the turmoil? All they can hear is the howling winds. Do you want to know the purpose of God and the circumstances of your life? Then learn to think like God by meditating on His Word day and night. And the worse sounding the circumstances of life are, the more you ought to be in the Word of God. Like the chorus says, you know, I, I like to sing it from time to time, turn your eyes upon Jesus, right? Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of earth, what things? Those things you're going through right now. The circumstances of life that are just pressing in on you. The howling winds, the terrible circumstance. And I'm not saying they're not. But the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Living for a right purpose not only takes some meditation, right thinking, but also some motivation. You've got to be motivated, right? You've got to have some reason to do it. In our verse, to observe, to do, is literally to guard it with your life, to make it the most important thing that you can imagine. How many resolutions of life fail simply because we lose motivation? We don't see changes happening, or we don't see them happening fast enough. If for a moment, if for a moment, you are uncertain about what you're doing. If, if This is just in the world of resolutions. If you are uncertain for a moment that what you're doing is going to accomplish what you desire, then you will what? You give up, right? If for a moment you doubt that God is in control, if for a moment you doubt that God can do Great things, you'll give up. You'll give up in the circumstance of your life. Many a good person has delayed even accepting Christ or following after Christ, waiting for the right moment, the right timing, the right feeling, something to work out. And then they end up saying, you know what? God hasn't done anything for me lately. But if you have to be further convinced than what God has already revealed, whether it's through Abraham, whether it's through Moses, whether it's wherever else you read in the world. If you have to be further convinced, like in my circumstance, before I will trust God, then you're, you're likely never to trust God. 
if you have to be further convinced than what we already read in the words of God. My motivation for living is not found in my success as I define it, but in my surrender, a cause of life for which I would die, not a great promise of prosperity, but a great purpose of God. That someone might know Jesus through the circumstance and the conversation of my life. The most often repeated words of Christ bear this out. For whosoever will save his life will what? But whoever would lose his life for my sake and the gospel, you what? You find it. The great purpose is that people might know the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's for his sake that leads us to consider the last sort of comment that I'll make in verse 9. The right person, right? Have I not I commanded thee, be strong and of good courage, be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. The right plan, the right purpose, and all for the glory of God. Committed to God, we live without dismay and without despair. The opposite of fear in this verse is courage. The opposite of despair in this verse or discouragement is contentment. Let me say that again. The opposite of fear is courage. The opposite of despair is contentment. When Jesus is your focus, you'll find the courage you need in the circumstance of your life. Nehemiah declared, our God shall fight for us. This courage doesn't come from our strength, but from the Lord. Joshua chapter 2, we'll get to it perhaps next week. And they said unto Joshua, Truly the Lord hath delivered into our hands all the land, for all the inhabitants of the, all the, inhabitants of the country do, do faint because of us. Courage to face whatever is before you is found in whose reputation? Now think about this. Courage to face the circumstance you're facing right now is found in whose reputation? God's, right? All the inhabitants of the land fainted, not because of Joshua, not because of some great army, because they didn't have it. They had just come out of the wilderness. They had the same clothes they'd had 40 years ago. I mean, they, they had nothing. The only reason for their confidence was in God's reputation. And that's the reason for your confidence. And whatever you're facing, I don't know how God's going to work it out. I don't know what the outcome is going to be like. I, I can't tell you those things. But I can tell you, based upon the reputation of God that goes before us, I can with confidence face this circumstance. To be dismayed is to live without courage. When you get your eyes off of Jesus, the circumstances of life will most always leave you discouraged and dismayed. Everything else in life will eventually let you down and you'll end up disheartened, downtrodden, discouraged. Joshua remembers the same advice that he had gotten from Moses in Exodus. And Moses said unto the people, fear not, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. The Lord shall fight for you and you will hold your peace. But when Jesus is your focus, you'll not only find courage, but perhaps even a greater contentment in life 
And that's why people will ask you the reason of the hope that is in you. How can you survive? How can you be like that? How can you respond like that in the face of such circumstance? Contentment. Contentment is not fretting in fear, but living with a confident assurance in Christ's ability. It is a peace in knowing that God is present with me. God is in control of my circumstance. It passes understanding. It keeps us from discouragement. It is a recognition that God is ever present with me wherever I go. This is the point of Hebrews chapter 13. To be content with such things as you have, for he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Contentment. I got to tell you, that's one of the things I see lacking in the world. And most people is contentment. They just don't have it. They have no peace. There's no satisfaction. Joy. Contentment. Now, your giants are likely different, right? You're not facing big people. Well, maybe they look that way. Your giants are different than that of Joshua and Caleb's. Nevertheless, they are giants, right? They're things that you can't seem to solve. You have no answer for. You have no way of saying, this, this is what I'm going to do. It's beyond your control. Those are the giants. And the giants you're facing will tempt you to simply give up. Like It's not really worth it. Renew your commitment in this new year. Don't try harder. Trust more. Joshua is being called upon to take the word of God in one hand and pick up a sword in the other and move forward. So whatever enemy you face, I'm not saying don't, don't fight it, you know, don't, don't I, but I am saying that with everything else you do, make sure you've picked this up, right? With every pill that you take, right? With every doctor you visit, with everything you do to fight, to stay healthy, wealthy and wise, right, in this new year. Don't fail to take this with you. Don't turn from it to the right or the left. And even when the world says that's just old and ancient and it just has nothing to do with me, it's because they don't know. They don't know the Lord Jesus. But you do. Stay true to this book and you'll find great success in this new year.